Hey there, welcome to the Snakebird Podcast. My name's Josh. And I'm Steve. Together we invite you to join us. As we explore the mysteries of scripture. The realm of God. And freedom through Christ. So spread out your wings. And slither in place. Because this is Snakebird. Hey, welcome Snakebirds to a brand new episode of the cast. Today we're talking about the Bible, or more specifically, ways to study your Bible, and some of the practices, points, tips, and tricks we've picked up along the way on our walks with God as snakebirds. That's right, guys. It is great to be with you again. And to some, this might sound like a bland or even possibly an odd topic, but our hope and prayer is at the end of this episode, you will have a new angle of studying your Bible that either re-sparks your interest in wanting to know God's Word better, or just help you to dive into something you've never done before um, as far as study goes. So I know there very well may be some people out there who have always gotten their study from a single source, which is more than likely going to be, you know, the church building mm-hmm. you go to. Yeah. And while there's certainly nothing wrong with getting spiritually fed at church, we will see in this episode some very helpful ways that you can grow in the knowledge of God's Word through many different avenues and strategies. Yeah, doesn't it feel a little bit like the give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day? Yeah. Or teach a man to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime? Very much so. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's a topic that can be really intimidating on knowing how or where to start. Yeah, it really can. And, you know, in our modern day, when it comes to people studying God's Word, um, it, it's come across to some people as like a, a boring, outdated practice. I've even heard some people throw up their hands in frustration because the teachers that they've been taught from their whole lives have made, you know, knowing God so complicated that it, it almost kills the zeal oh, that makes for, for trying to get into the Bible for themselves. Yeah. And the, the truth is, once you get a, a taste of healthy study in God's Word for yourself, it is super liberating and you'll, you'll keep coming back for mm-hmm. more. Yeah. But I can see where when you're starting, you're like, I don't know how to make heads or tails of this. Oh, yeah. Especially depending on what you've heard your whole life and (laughs) and how complicated it's been made and and all of that. So we thought it was a good topic to to bring up because, man, you got to get in God's Word for yourself because it is liberating. It is. And it can be... Um, as difficult as you want to make it, or also to a degree as simple as you want to make it, because there are varying degrees. And I think getting your toes in the water is the most important part. Yeah, that's true. And it's you, you've heard us in many other episodes. We're not we're not gonna beat a dead cat here, but it's so important for us to know the Bible for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's kind of what spurned this this episode and, and made us want to get into it because there's a lot of people out there that it's intimidating. Uh, you don't know how to do it. You don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, it is very important because God, like Josh has said in the past, it's his love letter to us. And yes. we, we need to hear... Um, what God says to us, not an echo through someone else of what God says to us. Yeah. While we, that is a totally good way to be fed, and we will go over some some ways that that is a good way to be fed, but we need to get into it for ourselves. Yes, because it's, it's a revelation of who he is. Mm-hmm. And then it's also his plan for our lives. Through it, we can receive direction. We know that the Bible said that it's a living entity. So in a way, there's times where you might read something and it says one thing, and then you come back and you're like, oh, I didn't see it this way. And now um, because of God and his direction, he's saying, do this through it. Yeah, yeah. And if you're one of those out there who's thinking right now, like, man, I don't know if I could ever be that passionate about God's Word, just just stick with us in this episode because we're going to discuss some very important things to know about studying God's Word, some things that might really help you and, and 
kickstart you off in being able to study well. Yeah, I hope this is like hitting an ignition switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody going, oh my gosh, this actually clicks with me. Yeah. Because... It's not just a boring sermon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, somebody goes studying the... You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it shouldn't be like that. Exactly. And I, I, have, I love a friend. I, he always says, the Bible's not boring. You're boring. Or, <laughs> or the way that you're trying to approach it is boring. I sounded and, very MacArthur. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, no. But even then, it's like there are people that feel like you have to know different languages in order to study the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I love the pastor that goes, I know a little Hebrew. I know a little Greek. Yeah. The Hebrew runs the bagel stand and the Greek runs the pizza place, you know, <laughs> <laughs> because you don't necessarily have to know those things. And, and there are tools to even help you navigate Hebrew and Greek words. But by, by no means do you have to be fluent in ancient Hebrew or um, conversational Greek. Yeah, that's true. And if you do have an interest in that, I mean, there's some people that have dedicated their lives that have laid that groundwork mm-hmm. that make it easy for you to get into it a little bit if you want yes. to. And we will discuss some of that coming up in the episode. Even books and smartphone apps. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I think the most obvious thing that we should point out here is um, to study the Bible, you, you should you should have a Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know that was super Captain Obvious there, but sometimes I need obvious spoken to me. Uh, so that's the first thing I would note in this topic is that we should have the book that we long to study. Um, and with that being said, I, I do realize that there are some out there who can't read, uh, maybe are blind, as well as some other things that might prevent you from being able to read a Bible. So if you fall into that category, hang tight, because we are going to address some things mm-hmm. that, that you can get into the Bible too, even if you can't read. Yes. So um, stick with us, and we're going to get into that. I think this would be a good point for us to mention that um, I know that there's this world is moving towards technology. Everything is going that way. And many people have taken to having their Bibles on their phones, which is totally fine. It really is. Uh, I personally, I think there's some great value in having a physical copy of the Bible. Um, For me personally, I'm just going to be straight up with you. Call me conspiracy theorist or whatever. (laughs) But um, there's so much that can be edited these days, Mm -hmm. and I that's one that's one reason that I prefer to have a an actual physical copy um, of the Bible so that I can read it for myself. And and, and I'm not trying to say that that you shouldn't trust online sources because we're going to get into a portion of this episode where we tell you to. Yeah. So, um, but that is one, one thing that is always set on the back of my mind is that I think it's important to have a physical copy of the Bible. Yeah, that's a phobia I didn't know I needed was a Mandela effect on the pages of scripture <laughs> yeah. going, wait, did it used to say this or did it actually always say it? Did it always read like this? But yeah. I, I know we're we're a little ways off still, but maybe not too far from some overseeing uh, entities wanting to change what it says or that's how true. it reads. Well, that's true. I mean, and there's already, there's, there's versions of the Bible mm-hmm. being being brought out there. Um, the New World Translation, they've denied Jesus's deity mm-hmm. in every portion. Oh, wow. And so there are, I mean, it's the best-selling book in the world. Yeah. And in order to have new editions sold, you have to have slight changes. Yeah. That's, that's disturbing. So um, online, that's really easy to do. Yeah. Uh, but that is all that can also happen in physical copies too so yeah and i mean it's easy to kind of throw shade at um 
the the versions that are out there, which you know, you have the ones that refer to God as she. Yeah. Which oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And then this one is not nearly as a, I guess, an affront, but yeah. I also just recently learned about the personalized Bible, and if you have one, please do not take offense at this. <laughs> I just found it really interesting. Um, what it is is it's the only Bible where you can have your name inserted over seven thousand times in seven thousand different places. Replacing personal pronouns like I and my with your name instead. And they say on the website, it deeply personalizes the word of God for you. For those who are married, we even insert your spouse's name into relevant scriptures. Experience familiar scriptures come alive again as your name is personalized into the text. Um, And they give an example. The Lord is Stephen's shepherd. Stephen should not want. Wow. And uh, I don't. That sits weird. Yeah, it feels weird to me. I, again, I'm not judging if you have that. It's not twisting scripture necessarily, unless they're giving replacement theology for um, Israel as the church. But <laughs> it's still interesting. So, you know, I think we just need to be careful and wary what types of versions we choose. Yeah, yeah. And and if you're hearing this right now and you've never, you know, looked into any of these things, this might sound really alarming to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, You should know that um, one scholar by the name of Douglas Stewart quotes this, A single Hebrew word rarely corresponds precisely to a single English word, but may range in meaning through or parts of several different English words. Translation, therefore, almost always involves selection. So... What he's saying there is you can't take word for word and make it understandable in the English language. Now, you can get an interlinear Bible where it literally has it word by word, Uh and you'll see exactly what I mean. Now, you can kind of piece it together, but there there is a need for them to translate our Bibles in a way that we can understand. But I I really do, um, I'd like to stray away from anything that adds... If it's in an understandable English, I think mission's been accomplished Yes, kind of deal for me. Uh, I don't like adding too much more than it's understandable now. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm okay with moving past the King James Version mm-hmm. because, you know, we got some things in there that are kind of <laughs> hard to understand. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I don't know. It, it's one of those things that's um, – it, it can be preference for some, but it can also be um, – it can also be something to be uh, concerned about in, in other areas. But I, I, I've got several that I would like to, to mention here for people to choose from. Please, yeah. Um, just so you know, um, we've got word-for-word translations, thought-for-thought, and then there's paraphrased. Um, no, I'm not big on the paraphrased, mm-hmm. but I have been impressed with some of the ways they get the meaning of the original yeah. intent out. Yeah. So, um, but basically some word-for-word ones that I would recommend is the New American Standard Bible, uh, also the King James Version, New King James Version, and the ESV. They all fall in the word-for-word category. Mm-hmm. And then um, NIV is super popular because of its balanced translation, which is a, a dead mix between word for word and thought for thought. Yes. And so you know, some people some people learn a little better when they're when it's a bird's eye thought for thought description in mm-hmm. scripture. So, anyway, uh, New Living Translation is another one of those. But uh, the Message and Amplified Bible, those are what I would consider paraphrased. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Message, I think. Or no, it's the Amplified. They say it's not paraphrased, but it is. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say it. So it, I always thought the Amplified was like the more like New King James, but just expounded. They, what they say it is, is it's word for word 
and then it goes on to describe what you just read even further, which gets into paraphrase territory for me. But uh, technically, I guess they, they don't call it that. Yeah. But that's how I see it. Okay. Minor confession. Yeah. I've never wanted to read the Amplified Bible for any long amount of time just because of how much text it adds. That's true. You, you don't want to pick that one for the one-year Bible. because <laughs> yeah, it takes a 10-minute reading and makes it a 20-minute reading. It does. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know poo-poo on yeah, any version no, because not. I mean I mean some I will but that one I there are some things that I've read in it and I'm like that's really cool how they brought mm-hmm. the um, the message a little easier to understand in our modern day so yeah. I'm not trying to, to put that down but those are some some versions to choose from and by no means is that an exhaustive list I'm sure there's some other good ones out there but those are those are the ones that I like um, for the most part yeah yeah and again um if you have the means and the ability, I think if you can find one or two that you can just land on and say, these are the ones that I'd like to have around me while I'm studying, mm-hmm. that's a really good idea. That's true. And what I've personally done, because someone goes into Mardell or hops on Amazon, you can get overwhelmed yeah. looking at all those. Yeah. I kind of like a parallel Bible. I, those are neat. The NIV with next to the NASB or King James Version, whatever, yeah. if you get you can get a couple side by side. So it's, you know, yeah. you got some options. And I was going to mention this in the upcoming resources, but I'll mention it right here too, mm-hmm. is that a lot of times if I'm doing study at my computer, I use a website called Bible Gateway. Mm-hmm. And they allow you to do parallel versions of the passage as you're looking at it. So yes. I have like three or four windows open with n- New Living, mm-hmm. you know, NIV and New King James or whatever. And I'm like, oh, man, I just like to be able to compare them right there. Yeah. Well, that's uh, funny you mentioned it right there because that's the next part I go in my notes is uh, okay. online resources. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's go for it. Do you uh, you want to kick us off on that, Josh? Sure. Um, okay, so some online resources that I've found that I really enjoy. And and all of these are virtually free. I I don't think I've paid for anything that I've just used as a resource is um, first and foremost, Blue Letter Bible. Mm -hmm. And that is like a one-stop shop for everything that, that I really enjoy. It's got, like I said, um, it's got an interlinear function. And so if you're looking at the King James Version, you can click um, to where it will show the Strong's numbers. Mm -hmm. And uh, from there, you can look at the original Hebrew in the Old Testament or the original Greek in the New. And it even gives you definitions or the pronunciation, which is something I reference a lot. And not only does it have that on its site, but it's also got um, commentaries. Mm-hmm. from a mixed variety of, of theologians and pastors. And then it also has dictionaries. It has um, devotions. It's got a lot. I, I, you've, you've used Blue Letter before. I have, yeah. The, the three that I was going to recommend is Blue Letter was one of them. Um, Biblehub.com I okay. found very helpful. They have all the same yeah. um, you know, sources. You can pull commentaries, uh, parallel tabs. Mm-hmm. It is really cool because... Um, you, you can, if you're reading scripture and there's a certain uh, sentence that speaks to your heart, you can dive into that sentence yeah. and you can find parallels on every other part of the Bible that that idea was used. Mm-hmm. And then you can zero in even on the words. And it's just super cool how deep you can go yeah. with um, the sources offered there. And I, you know, what's really cool is this stuff did not used to be free. 
No. Um, my grandparents had a, a Bible bookstore, and they used to sell some of the software. And, it, oh, my goodness, it was so expensive. <laughs> I mean, it was like 700 back in the late 90s, and that was a lot of money for some Bible software. People would be crawling out of there because it cost an arm and a leg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's really amazing in our day and age that this stuff is free, and yeah. it is. And yeah. you, can, you can really, um, you can dive deeper than you ever could at a college and seminary level Yes, without having to go to school. Yeah, because I know for me going to college in the years that I did, this wasn't even available as a software program. You just had to buy the books. They would have considered it cheating probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then f finding that information in books was so difficult. And oh, so yeah. I know that there's still software out there with paywalls and, and yeah. it's really good software, but there's a lot of uh, free uh, available and mm -hmm. I... I just don't pay, you know, because yeah. I'm like, what everything that I want, I can access. And if you are a conspiracy theorist like me and you buy the software, then you don't have to worry about somebody editing your physical copy. That's of right. The software. Yes, that's true as well. Uh, yeah. But no, it's, uh, I have found a lot of help on these. Uh, KnowingJesus.com is another one okay. that I recommend. Yeah. Uh, I'd forgotten about, was it Bible Gateway? Bible Gateway. Yes, that's I've stumbled across that one multiple times in studies. Yeah. I've forgotten the name of that one. Yeah, um, Bible uh, study tools I've used. Okay, yeah. I find that is a good one. Um, and then Version, which is, uh, I think, Bible.com. That's what they call it on the... Um, oh, okay, yes. That's the desktop the version. App. Yeah, and then they have the app, gotcha. which is fantastic. If you're just using it to access it on your smartphone, there's a lot of different versions there. And they also have a ton of different reading plans. They have um, a lot of various versions that you can read of the Bible, like I said. And then I like another aspect of version is that it provides connectivity to others. So you can actually get connected with a group that's reading a certain plan and actually comment to one another about oh, what wow. you observed in that day's reading. That's cool. It yeah. incorporates like a virtual iron sharpens iron type yeah, of deal. Yeah, exactly. I, I've been doing that with a group of guys now for over six months jealous <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know you weren't invited i, I would have yeah, invited no, you obviously <laughs> <laughs> no that's really cool that's yeah really cool i didn't even know that that existed but yeah i, I, I should have i mean that's how everything works these days it is yeah but it's really cool that um i think it's really cool that the teachers and uh, scholars and all that have have um taken to the technology to, mm -hmm. to help unify the church because a lot of times technology by certain Christians is really frowned upon in technology. Yeah. The Luddites, you know. But <laughs> but I, yeah, I like the fact that we're also utilizing it for the good. Too. Yes. Yeah, which uh, you go on to mention um, another study resources like YouTube or even podcasts. Yes. Yeah. So, again, divine timing there. Uh, <laughs> nice. I was going podcasting YouTube myself next in my notes. Um, and I'll just start off by saying for some people, listening or watching a teaching is much more effective for them as far as retaining information. Mm -hmm. um, I know I've had really hard time in the past retaining information when I'm reading. But man, when I listen to it on a podcast, especially if I'm doing something that just takes muscle memory, I can just, it's like I'm watching a movie or yeah. something while I'm doing whatever it is. But, you know, it just might be how your brain is wired or, and this is where I would bring up for whatever reason, if you can't read, 
um, the Bible, this is this is a great way to study the Bible, mm-hmm. and that would be a podcast or YouTube. And I I can't help but to think of someone my grandfather and I were sharing the gospel with one time, and the man had asked us about a really bad doctrine that he had grown up with, and he he asked us about it, and we were ministering to him, and my grandfather he, he showed him in, in God's Word where Jesus you know made it clear. And he said, see, it's right here in God's Word. And he was like, oh, that's great, but I can't read. And we, it clicked to us. We were like, wow, we've never encountered this before. Wow. And so um, it, it made me think of uh, instantly of Romans ten seventeen that says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing by the Word of Christ. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the Bible serves as the living Word of God that's the word spoken in Scripture. Yeah. So when when someone hears it, it can take a supernatural effect just because it's the Word of God. Mm-hmm. So that that's an awesome thing about, you know, even when we talk about people might be able to edit this and that, that does not hold the Word of God back. No. When, when someone speaks truth that is the Word of God to another person, God God interacts in that scene in that person's life because it's his word. Mm-hmm. And so that that's why I think podcasts and YouTube can be a fantastic avenue. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I also feel like with uh, the YouVersion app, it's really neat because there are times where I'm doing my um, daily Bible reading and they have an option where instead of reading it, you can actually just push play and it's read aloud word for word, exactly as it would be. And uh, sometimes it has music behind it or sometimes it has a little like, I don't know, contextual music, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Ominous Uh, hums. Yeah, well, I'm thinking like (laughs) setting the scene and no matter what, it is, it's it's neat. And uh, for me, it helps because... I do vary between being an auditory learner or a uh, visual learner. And, mm-hmm. and at times I just can't take anything in by trying to memorize it. Um, and, and I learn better by hearing. And then other times I, I just, it's in one ear out the other. So yeah. I have to see it in order to really grasp it. Funny how that happens. Yeah, it, it is. And so, um, I appreciate the ability that if there is someone out there that really has a heart to study, but they say, I can't read, there are so many resources out there. And I even think of there's a ministry, uh, a guy, I think his name is Brian something, and he's been doing the daily audio Bible for years where he reads the Bible every year. And now he has like, I don't know, 600,000 people read it along with him on a daily basis where he has this really like, okay, we're going to read Jonah chapter one through Hosea chapter three today. (laughs) And he has music behind it. And I mean, I used to, I used to listen to him, but I found that for my daily reading, I appreciated it more at my own pace or whatever. Yeah. And so, but it's, there's just so many resources out there. There really is. Yeah. And I, I've got a few that I, I would like to recommend. Okay. Yeah. Um, one of the best resources that any Christian could go out there as far as po- podcast or YouTube um, is the snake bird podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, wait, where's it going with this? Of course I'm joking. But hey, you're here, and we we love that you're here, yes, and, I, and yes. we're growing together, so that's good. But seriously, <laughs> um, here's a few great ones that I I revisit all of the time that I would recommend: um, the Bible Thinker podcast by Mike Winger. 
Um, and all of these that I'm about to mention, they're available on podcast platforms and YouTube. So um, that was the first one, Bible, Bible Thinker Podcast by Mike Winger. The next one is Wretched Radio by Todd Friel. The Bible Project, um, that is, I don't know their names, but you will oh, find them because yeah. they are very popular. <laughs> yeah, I saw his name the other day. I can't remember it. Yeah, but it's the Bible Project. They have sometimes they have um, uh, cartoon deals mm-hmm. they do along with their animations. Videos. Animations, thank you. Cartoon deals. Them, my <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just reminded myself of my mother-in-law the other day that called a movie a picture show. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> okay, anyway, all right. So the Bible Project, that's a really good one. Um, Ask Pastor John from Desiring God. Mm-hmm. I, he People send in the craziest questions about the most offbeat things that pastors usually avoid. He addresses them so gracefully. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Um, so eloquently. Yes, he really, and I love his heart. I really yeah. do. I mean, that's Ask Pastor John. Um, the Naked Bible Podcast with Michael Heiser, that gets into some really deep scholarly stuff, if you like that. Um, and then Rogue Grace with Peter John Corson. Yeah. Um, he's with the Lord the now. The late great. Yes. Uh-huh. And I, it's still on the podcast platforms last I, I listened, and it, he has such an awesome heart too or you know he did mm-hmm. and really touches on some stuff that can help you grow and he does because he's he his heart is even more steadfast than it ever was you exactly. know it's with god exactly so yeah but, you know i i did not recommend any because i'm like biting my nails going should i <laughs> you know because i listen to so many different ones and I, yeah. I i really love like the holy post and i love a lot of weekly church services yes when i came to this because i realized that we don't know all of y'all's backgrounds mm-hmm. and i just said texas all y'all yeah um <laughs> but i would say whatever it is try to listen to podcasts from trusted sources and then also listen like bereans or listen like snake birds that's a great point because um every one of those that i i just mentioned some people that are calvinists Mm -hmm. i just mentioned some people that are totally not calvinists Mm -hmm. i i mentioned several different ones there but um what josh just said is absolutely true you can't just take take everything you hear in obviously we we encourage you to be bereans and to check that against the word of god pray on it and all of that stuff those those so there are some of those episodes that i've heard from some of those people that I, i'm not 100 percent on board with and and that's okay yeah that is totally okay because i don't think i've ever met a single christian in my life that i'm 100 percent on board with mm-hmm. with their stance on stuff so um take it Take it with a grain of salt and take the bones out of the meat when you're yes. eating and being fed. And uh, so, that, yeah, that's a good point, too. Yeah. And remember, in essentials, unity. Yeah. In non-essentials, liberty, but in all things, charity. Very true. Because if you look at a brother or a sister that you go, there's nothing I can learn from them. Yes. Then there is something wrong with you. Yeah. And, and there's something wrong with my heart if that's the way I feel. Mm-hmm. But also, don't run into the lion's den going, okay, I can learn something theologically <laughs> from someone who is clearly um, 
a snake oil salesman. And I, I don't believe any of those that I just mentioned to be that. No, so please not at check all. them out. But, yeah. but do do um, be a Berean as you listen because you should be with everything, yeah. including us. Yeah. And as you're listening, if you want to share a resource that you have, um, please feel free to, to make a comment or yeah. to send us a message. Because we can grow from your resources too. Exactly. This is all iron sharpens iron. Yeah. There are some that, that we haven't even heard of that might benefit us greatly. That's very true. So Josh, do you do you have any more on the online realm? Because the next place I go is the physical book. I don't. <laughs> okay. So bring the book. All right. So one who takes this avenue is a person that some might call a dying breed. Because as we all know, books are not that popular anymore. Yeah. There's, there's rumors of all sorts of bookstores going out of business. Um, almost everything that a book could offer is online, including the Bible itself. Mm-hmm. And it, it's made it much easier for people. But like we mentioned earlier, I, I kind of like having a library, and I've collected a lot of books over the years that have helped me in my study um, of the Word of God because I, I like having a physical copy. Yeah. And um, so I totally get and respect that for those who prefer online. But if you're a book guy like me, um, check out some of these books. I've got some recommendations. And, and keep in mind, just like the endless rabbit holes you can find um, in topical commentaries online, the physical book on these topics can take you down the same road. It's just a lot more expensive, So, <laughs> yeah. which is one of the reasons people stick to online is because, and, and you know, I would use a combination of the two. Yeah. You know, you, you can have a little of this in physical form and, and grow online. I That's what I do. Yeah. Um, and I have, I have a library just because I think it's cool and I keep collecting <laughs> them. And I also have them for when the internet goes down. There you go. So... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I would like to recommend a base list of books that I think would be of um, great value to anyone just starting to dive uh, into that deeper level of understanding God's Word. Um, and number one would be a Bible dictionary. This isn't necessarily chronological here. Mm-hmm. It's just I've, I've got a few. In a Bible dictionary, I have the Bakers, the Vines, and Ungers. Josh turned me on to the Ungers. Mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed that one. And um, in a Bible dictionary, you can look up any word or name and get an awesome definition and backstory to that word or yes. name, which is super helpful. It is. Like when we did the Herods episode, yeah. I, I found out that there's different Herods, like a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and, it, and it helped me decipher that. <laughs> yeah. A whole dynasty's worth. Yeah. And then uh, the next I would recommend is an all-in-one Bible commentary. Um, I have the Moody's and the Matt, Matthew Henry and there's I, all of these that I'm mentioning. I'm sure there's several other ones that are really good out there. Mm-hmm. But um, this would be a commentary on every book of the Bible in one. Um, there's some exhaustive commentaries out there that come in many volumes, but there's no need for that when just starting out and digging God's Word. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's just redundant. Yeah. You know, and other times it just gets too scholarly. So, an all in one, I would recommend. Okay. Um, also, the Rose Book of Bible Charts, Maps, and Timelines. I'm sure there's other brands out there. I just have the Rose brand, and it has treated me very well. You'd be amazed at the random biblical facts and information contained in that small little book. Yeah. It's really neat. I mean, pretty much everything we've talked about in our episodes, it's touched somewhere in that little pamphlet book. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's It's really powerful. And um, one that has really stuck out for me that that has helped me in understanding is Ancient Manners and Customs Handbook. Mm -hmm. I have the Nelsons. Um, 
This book is a wealth of information on the things ancient people did that seems super weird to us. So if, you, if you've if you read a crazy weird practice in the Bible and you want to know more about why people did that sort of thing back then, a manners and customs handbook will likely help you out on, on yes. any of those questions. Yeah. Anything from the deities they followed, uh, the practices they did while following those deities, to... Um, just how they carried food and, and yeah. supplies. And just, I mean, it's been a wealth of information for me. Even some of the hygiene, things like that. Exactly, you know. Yeah. And I, um, you know, I've had a really hard time finding another physical copy of one of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you know of one, Josh, I'll talk with you after the episode. <laughs> but I, this Nelson one, it's starting to get kind of tattered and falling yeah. apart. And I was looking for a new, a new one the other day. I can't find one. Oh, okay. So, um Stinks for you if you're an online person. You can't have mine. I've got mine. (laughs) (laughs) Total joke. But, um, you know, and if you're wanting to get deeper, um, Strong's Concordance, Josh mentioned that in online resources, which, honestly, I prefer online with that. That. I almost uh, melted my my brain out my head the other day trying to look at the physical copy of that thing. I remember when I first um, was out of Bible college having to prepare teachings and using that sucker. Sheesh, man. Because this is a book that you're talking is at least 15 to 20 pounds, yeah. and it's about 12 inches wide by maybe... I don't know, 15 inches tall. It's like the Pope's Bible. It's huge. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's a coffee table Bible. Mm-hmm. And and of course, you're not just turning to one page. You're looking at a word and it's saying reference this page and reference this page. It's It was a workout. And the internet has blessed us so much with resources like that. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to lie. I, I recommend online for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, it's interesting because you talk about commentaries and mm-hmm. so some things. I find that unless they've really digitize those well mm-hmm. they're not easy resources to find online um that on certain commentaries like certain people certain people i mean yes you can find commentaries online but mm-hmm. if you say i want warren wearsby or um guzik he has gotten harder to find oh, for okay. me i know blue letter has them blue letter has them but some but, other people that did have them yeah they don't have them anymore no so no. he's he's in high demand and i like i like <laughs> I <don't know>. yeah <laughs> that acoustic he's so hot right now he's the rarity <laughs> and, but john corson or yeah. you know um john MacArthur. yeah uh there's just several i mean that that's true i i have found that they give you bits and pieces of certain commentaries uh-huh. but you're right uh, getting the whole shebang that is a lot harder yeah so you might try some out online figure out which one you like and actually order it well and that's the thing is like even if you have the kindle version mm-hmm. i don't feel like that's as easily searchable and like again just the hands-on method of pulling that out and saying i need this verse specifically i feel like yeah. having a physical copy in terms of that is a little bit simpler mm-hmm. than trying to find it online because yeah. even even at times i've found where um i think it's google it's like the book view and they give you like this old English type of writing and you have yeah. to and you're like I, I I can't understand a book this way what scribe wrote this this was not the way books were meant to be understood <laughs> this, this is not the way <laughs> yeah this is not the way that's anti-Mandalorian that's funny yeah well, yeah, good points. And th- there was only one more I was going to mention, and that was the uh, the Septuagint, which mm-hmm. I found really just a cool thing to have because it's um it's the first uh, 
Greek version of the Old Testament, um, and and it has some really cool things that that some of the apostles and Jesus himself mentioned. Um, many scholars believe were referring to the Septuagint, mm-hmm. so that's a good that's a good source as well, uh, physical copy wise. That is a good resource. So um, yeah, those are some physical books if you if you feel the the need to go that route. I certainly do, but I also love the online resources as well. Well, guys, it looks like it struck us again. We have um, we ventured a little further than we thought we would in this topic as far as time goes. So I think we're going to cut this and do a part one here and jump into it next time. Don't you think it's a good idea, Josh? Yeah. Who knew us talking about how to study the Bible would go longer than we expected? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was always worried at the first of the podcast not coming up with enough material. And then here we are, and it just keeps getting longer and longer. Yeah. But, you know, they're great topics. So... We think it'd do everyone justice to, to give it the time it deserves. Yes, and there's a lot of gold in part one, but there's even more in part two. So please come back next episode and always remember whatever you do, wherever you go, no matter what life throws at you, there's never been a better time to follow the words of Jesus. Be a studier of the word of God and, and be a snake bird. Hey there, welcome to the Snakebird Podcast. My name's Josh. And I'm Steve. Together we invite you to join us. As we explore the mysteries of Scripture. (laughs) Dang it. Let's try that again. All right.